For nearly 50 years, the murder of a six-year-old girl has haunted Windsor police. But late last year, a break in the case meant the police and the girl's family can finally have some closure. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. I'm joined by Trevor Wilhelm from the Windsor Star to talk about how the case shook the city of Windsor, how police ultimately solved it, but why it's still shrouded in mystery. Don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite listening apps, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Please, we'd love it if you could leave us a rating and a review. The 1971 murder of six-year-old Lubitsa Topic. This brings resolution to a family that deserved answers. It brings resolution to a community that has always wondered what happened to an innocent little girl on our streets. So Trevor, take us back to the day in May 1971 when Lubitschka Topic disappeared. Sure. So it was May 14th, 1971. Uh, Lubitschka was six years old. Uh, she and her brother, uh, eight-year-old Michael, they were out playing outside just kind of in the neighborhood with a bunch of other kids. Uh, it was right around dusk. Uh, the sun was going down. And uh, Lubitschka uh, ran inside to her mom uh, looking for a piece of candy. Uh, she got the candy, uh, ran outside, and that was the last time her mother ever saw her. So what happened was uh, this man uh, approached the children and uh, told the girl that uh, he, she, she, he gave the girl $8 to help him with some job and gave her brother uh, a dime to ride his bike in the other direction. Wow. So she walked off hand in hand with the uh, man who was about to kill her. Several hours later, they found her body uh, dumped in a backyard uh, next to an alley. She had been, uh, so she was kidnapped, uh, savagely beaten, sexually assaulted, and then dumped in this yard. Uh, when they found her, her right leg was broken and her, and her teeth were smashed. Was there, like, in the, in the intervening hours between when she went missing and, and when she was found dead, I, I imagine her brother went home, her mom would have asked, well, where's your sister? What happened after that? Like, what was the search like back then? Uh, yeah, so the brother went home and uh, kind of, you know, said, uh, you know, the sister uh, went off with this man. The mother, of course, panicked, uh, ran outside uh, looking for her and actually flagged down a police officer. Uh, so then a search search started then. It was uh, one of the largest manhunts in, in, in Windsor history, just uh, cops, uh, citizens from all over scouring the streets. And unfortunately, uh, it was probably failed from the start because uh, police have said that uh, she was either killed or left for dead with, within an hour or so after she was taken. Hmm. Did they have any leads at the time or was it, did the case go cold pretty quickly? The case went cold, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, over the years they had, uh, I think it was 500 persons of interest in this case. And the person who actually eventually decided did it, uh, was never one of them. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, for, for almost five decades, they just, they really had no, no solid leads on, on anyone. It was just, it was, it, it almost immediately went cold. This guy was almost like a, like a boogeyman who uh, just kind of disappeared into the mist after he did this. Was there any concern in Windsor at the time that other kids may be taken, that, that the person who did this could strike again? Yeah, so uh, as one of the officers put it, uh, this, this, this case was kind of part of the fabric of this city. Uh, if you were alive back then, you were either a parent who was suddenly locking your doors at night, you know, not letting your kids go out and uh, sleeping with one eye open if you were a kid you're all of a sudden uh, not allowed to go out and play with your, with your friends anymore. And even if, uh, if you're like me and you came along much later, uh, you know, you, you would hear these stories about this, uh, 
like I said, a boogeyman who seemingly appeared out of nowhere, committed this horrible crime, and then uh, vanished, never to be uh, heard from again. Now, what do we know about Lubitschka and her family? Um, was it just her and her brother and her mom at the time? No, there uh, there was uh, her and her and her brother and her her two parents. Okay. They had uh, come to Windsor from Yugoslavia about about five years earlier, and lived in a neighborhood that was uh, made up of a lot of a lot of immigrant families. And over over the years, how did the the murder of their daughter weigh on the parents? It uh, it, it kind of it tore the family. Uh, you know, uh, uh, well, it didn't tear them apart, but it, it, yeah, it was it was it, it you know it's always in the back of their minds. I, I spoke to the the mother about four or five years ago. And, uh, you know, she was getting up in age at the time. And, uh, basically every day she thought about it. She talked about, uh, you know, going to her grave and never knowing the man who, who killed her little girl. So it was just, I mean, it invaded their lives. It was in every, really every aspect of their lives after this. When did police start to turn this thing around? In 1971, uh, police collected DNA. Uh, there was, there's several kinds of DNA, including a, a broken, a man's broken tooth, which they believed belonged to the killer. But uh, so in 1971, they collected this stuff, you know, never knowing, having any idea if it could ever be used. You know, DNA wasn't a thing back then, but they had the forethought to just collect everything at the scene. And then uh, in late, uh, late last year, they uh, sent one of these pieces of DNA away and uh, it, it, it had a hit. So it was it, it didn't, it really didn't, they had this DNA. I'm not sure why they didn't send it away earlier or what happened there, but uh, they claim late last year, they sent this one piece of DNA away and uh, it, 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 it hit on something. And that, that was what turned the case around. Before that, there was, it, was, it was still a cold case with no leads. So they get a hit on, on DNA. What, what takes them from that hit to, to saying, we think we know who did it? That's one of the problems with this case. They've been very secretive about a lot of, the behind the scenes stuff. So uh, really all of the, all they've said publicly is that we, uh, we have DNA and uh, we sent it away to the center of forensic science and uh, it came back with a hit, which led to uh, the lead in this case, which ultimately solved it. And what have they said about the man who killed Lubitschka? Well, they're refusing to name him. Uh, their claim, which I don't agree with is that uh, they can't charge him because he's dead. So he di- he died recently with, within the last year, um, hmm. before they found out who he was. Um, so they're claiming that they can't name him because they can't charge him because he's dead. But they have said uh, the, he, did, he didn't know this family, but he lived in the same neighborhood. And he uh, spent some time out west, uh, split his time out west and, and here in Windsor, and he eventually settled somewhere out west. And that's, that's, that's all we really know about him at this point. So he lived in the neighborhood, 22-year-old guy, potentially a crime of opportunity, sees these two kids playing. What do police say about being able to finally solve a case like this? Well, this, uh, this is weighed on uh, officers as much as it has the family. Uh, you know, this is, it's in the public consciousness in Windsor, this, this story. So, uh, you know, s- several officers, you know, going back more than 40 years have been, have been stymied in this case. And it's, it's, it's weighed on, it's a weight on them. Uh, and one of the officers uh, who started early on actually was there at the press conference. He didn't talk to us, but, you know, the officers had tears in their eyes when they were talking about this at the, at the media conference. So it really, uh, it's just, it's had a tremendous impact on everybody. And what about her family? Are, there, are they still around to receive this news that 
at least police finally know who did it? Yeah, I believe they live in Toronto now. The mother used to live here, but has moved with her son. And they have been informed. Uh, they haven't spoken publicly, but they are aware of, of, of the case being closed. You, you said you spoke with the mother a, a few years ago. At, at the time, what did she say that, that solving the case might mean to her? It would, it would just be a closure. Uh, you know, she basically, uh, you know, she knows her life is, is coming to an end and she just wanted to go to her grave knowing that there'd been some kind of justice, uh, for her daughter, no matter, no matter, you know, how, how late it was. Uh, she just wanted to know that, uh, somehow, uh, this, this case was closed and that, and her, maybe her daughter could find some kind of peace and, and her as well. Yeah. Now, police obviously they're they're not saying much, but did they give any indication that the DNA hit they got came from, say, uh, a criminal record system like DNA that was on file of past criminals that this person may have committed other crimes either in Ontario or when he lived out west? They haven't said where the DNA hit came from. They have said that they don't suspect him of any crimes here in Windsor but that uh, uh, police in other jurisdictions are looking at him for possible crimes uh, there. And they haven't said which jurisdictions, but they did say that he's, he lived out west for years after committing this crime. Is there any chance we may ever know who he is? Or is this just a, a case where the public will, will remain in the dark? Well, I hope we'll find it out uh, someday. Uh, we are taking some avenues to try to find it. Um, I mean, police will, uh, it seems like they're going to fight us to the end on it, but... Uh, we're still working at it. We have hope that we can uh, we can uh, eventually, uh, hopefully sooner than later, you know, publicly name this uh, predator. All right, Trevor. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thank you. Ten Three is produced by Carson Jarama. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest Trevor Wilhelm. More from him at WindsorStar.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. <laughs>